Welcome to Opening the Door Podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today you'll hear a conversation I had with my sister, Olivia. I'm having Olivia on as a special guest this week to talk about her experience through the 22 Days of Spirituality. So I did 22 Days of Spirituality in July on my Instagram and TikTok, just taking you through 22 different things I did spiritually every day for 22 days in a row. And if you are curious about doing your own 22 days of spirituality, you can go to my website and sign up for my email list and you will get a free digital download for all the prompts and more for you to do your own 22 days. So Olivia did my digital download. She did her own 22 days of spirituality, some with her own prompts and some with mine. And we are walking through all of those days today with lots of tips and tricks and fun little stories and lots of laughs along the way. This episode. I know it's a little longer than usual, but it's really like sitting in the back room where we record and just hanging out with us. So I hope you enjoy and listen all the way through because there's really good tidbits all the way through until the end. Another thing before we jump into this episode, Anthony and I are hosting a spooky virtual event on October 10th. We're inviting you to come into the the Zoom room and sit around the table with us and tell your spooky ghost stories or join and listen to other people's ghost stories. So if you're interested in attending that event, we have about eight tickets left, I believe, at this point. So hit the link below in the show notes to go grab your ticket for that. And with that, we will get into the episode. Enjoy and don't be afraid to open your door. Welcome to a special episode of Opening the Door podcast where I will be going over 22 days of spirituality, which you saw me do on Instagram and TikTok back in July, I believe it was. And I will be going over these 22 days of spirituality with my sister, Olivia B, who is, yes, our special guest today. I'm so excited to have one of my sisters on the podcast. And she did her own 22 days of spirituality with a lot of the same prompts that I used. And so we're gonna kind of just talk through what that was like, get all the tips, and hopefully this will be helpful for anybody who also wants to do this 22 days of spirituality journey. So I wanted to do this specifically because I feel like I'm a baby beginner in all of this. So I have listened to every episode of Haley's podcast and a lot of the topics I'm like, I have never heard of this. So I thought it would be helpful for people to hear a little bit from a beginner um, if you're like afraid of jumping into it and just I made it really flexible and work with my schedule and my lifestyle. There's a lot of things on it that I was like, one, don't know what this is, like a pendulum, no idea how to use that. So I skipped that one and put some like replaced it. So I just want to give a perspective of you can make it work for you and you can figure it out. Oh, yes. I love that so much because yeah, there's so... I feel like this podcast is one of the reasons that I started this was for total beginners and like people Mm -hmm. who felt like I don't even know where to start. So I just absolutely love this perspective. So Mm -hmm. do you want to talk a little bit before we get into the 22 days? Like what is your background with spirituality? What are your thoughts? Like where where are you kind of at? Yeah. So as you were, I was raised religiously. Yes, we are Same as you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I've always been kind of drawn to spiritual practices, but I haven't fully jumped into the spiritual community or these practices. So I think can think of a lot of times in like high school, college, and even after college where I really wanted to get into things like crystals or chakra work, yoga, and I would kind of dip my toe in but never like fully commit I would like watch YouTube videos and feel really excited and then like 
just kind of stopped because I was like, I felt like an imposter. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you started being more vocal about your own practices and beliefs. And I think that just got me comfortable with exploring it. I remember you and our other sister talking about spirit guides on a vacation we were on and like signs from the universe. And I remember literally just being like, what the hell? Like I was so confused. I had never heard of that. But then I was like, these are the smartest women I know. So if they're, if they know it, if they believe it, I can believe it. Um, (laughs) So yeah, so this is my journey of doing the 22 days. I wanted to be accountable and actually do it. And that's why I asked to share it on the podcast. I love it so much. Well, also, thank you for saying that. I'm one of the smartest <laughs> women you know. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, no, I, that's one of the reasons that I did the 22 days of spirituality originally, too, mm-hmm. was that I wanted to just sort of like plunge myself into a little bit more daily practice. Like I had had some things already established, but I was like, I don't know. I just kind of want the accountability. And one of the reasons I shared it also on social was I I want the accountability of doing something a little bit new and different every day mm-hmm. and just having that accountability and recording yeah. what that was like. And like even sometimes in, there was one, actually the pendulum work, it's funny that you mentioned that, that one on social I even shared like this really didn't resonate with me too much Mm -hmm. and like people shared their tips in the comments and stuff like that so I'm really excited to get into it and just with you see what resonated see what didn't what questions do you have and I'm sure plenty of people listening also have the same one so yes so did you do what I did was I cut out all of my prompts and I put them in a bowl and I Mm -hmm. randomly picked them out so I'm wondering if you did the same thing or if you kind of chose what you would do based on your schedule a little bit more I kind of did both. I did write them all down and rip them up like you did and picked. But if I picked one that like just didn't work with the day, I was like, I'm just going to pick another. So I kind of did a little bit of both. So again, I made it work for me. And you know, like one day I pulled by new crystal, but I had to work all day. So I was like, I literally cannot do that. So yeah, I did a little bit of both. All right. So what what was your day one? Which one did you start with? My day one, which I did pick out randomly, was cleanse your space, which mm-hmm. was, I thought, a perfect way to start the challenge. So I think if you aren't going to do it with picking randomly, I think this is a good one to start with um, because it felt like it gave me a blank space to start. So I just Googled literally how do you cleanse your space and wanted it to be something that I could get easily, maybe at like Target. So I went to Target and I got cinnamon sticks. And so I read that this comes from ancient Chinese practices and ancient Indian practices. And I read that you can burn it, boil it, or create a cleanser with it. So I started by just deep cleaning my apartment so that it really felt good and comfortable for me. Um, I opened my windows, I grounded, set my intention, and then lit the cinnamon. I kind of had to keep lighting it over and over. (laughs) It kept going out, but that helped me stay really present in a way. I did all my mirrors because that was something you taught me to do. And I, with the leftover, I just ended up boiling it with some lemon and it made my house smell amazing. Lemon and cinnamon. That's not a combo that I would think of, but it smells, that sounds like it was so good. It was was super cleansing. Yeah, it was a very fresh fall scent. Mm. But then I realized that So I had my windows open when I was cleaning, and then when I started cleansing, I closed them. And then I was telling somebody else about it, and they were like, oh, like, you should open your windows at the end to let all that energy out. So I might have just trapped all the energy in, Um, (laughs) but you know what? It's okay. That's (laughs) okay. I think there's so much room for, like, new learning in this process, and Mm -hmm. I also think 
Yeah. I mean, honestly, sometimes I forget to open Mm -hmm. the windows, especially when I like, I love water cleansing with this like Reiki infused spray I have. And sometimes I do smoke cleanse as well. But yeah, definitely a good thing to remember if anybody's listening and you're doing a cleanse. Um, One of the things that I also did, which I really loved during mine was salting my rugs and vacuuming them and just sort of setting the intention of like this salt is taking away any negative lingering energy that is not welcome here and is not mine. Mm-hmm. And then you vacuum it up and one, you hear all those little vacuum sounds. So it's <laughs> so very satisfying. <laughs> um, and also, yeah, I just think like it's a good way to sort of get set your intention mm-hmm. with a, a tool like that. And the other thing I will say is I do also love it doesn't really add a scent, but I love adding like a sea salt to my simmer pots, too, Ooh, because okay. it's very like cleansing and protective. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've never lit a cinnamon stick. But it's always something that I've been interested in doing because I know a lot of people yeah. do it. So. Yeah, I, I went on TikTok too and it seemed like people were doing it, but it just felt like it didn't light very well. Yeah, no, I can imagine um, that. Maybe if you have like more quality cinnamon or something, but I still enjoyed it. And I think the intention setting was the most important part it was just yes. this like going through and being mindful and intentional about what you wanted to happen with your space. Yeah, I agree. I think intentionality is one of the biggest things in spirituality. Like, yeah. I I think I talk about that enough on the podcast, but setting your intention for what you're connecting with, setting your intention for what you want your space to be. I don't know. I just think it's so important. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the biggest things for me. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Day two. Day two. um, This one I didn't pick out. I did this one because I actually saw a TikTok from an account called at mindfully sumaya i might be saying that wrong and she said it was august 16th and she said if you're seeing this on august 16th it's a great day to manifest because the new moon was in leo so i was like oh perfect i'll do manifesting today so on her account she gave a lot of tips on different ways to manifest during new moons and she emphasized gaining clarity and writing down your manifestations in the present tense with a lot of detail Which after reading that, I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. But I don't think I would have done that if I hadn't gotten that from her account. I think I, so I think that made it more powerful, making it in that tense. So her structure was putting it as I am grateful to be blank. I feel blank. I love blank. I am blank. So one of the ones, I did a few, but the one that I will share, I wanted to manifest some more self-love. So mine was, I am grateful to be so self-confident. I feel love towards myself. I love who I was, who I am, and who I will be, and I am confident. So I felt like that was a nice, easy structure. Like, it almost felt like you could do that every day and get something out of it. So check out her TikTok. A little shout-out for her. Yeah, love it. (laughs) Well, maybe I'll find it and be able to link it in the show notes. But yeah, that's I, I like that structure a lot. And I think, yeah, if you've never manifested before, I think that's actually a great structure to follow. And like once you get sort of a lot of these things down, you can start making them your own. But I do think it's really good to start um, with like a little bit of direction and then you can sort of bend the rules whenever you want mm-hmm. to. Okay. Uh, were we on day three? Yes. All right. Great. Day three. Um, my life got a little derailed on day three. I started the day. It was a Friday. I picked practice gratitude out of the jar. I was feeling so good. And I decided to divide it up into family gratitude, personal gratitude, and material gratitude, and friendship gratitude. And I was going to kind of like write a little paragraph on each 
And I wanted to then just go through my day with being really mindful about all the positives and just see all the positives in the day. Um, I only got to the family part. I wrote down a page in my journal before work about what I was grateful for in each of my family members and how they each inspire me. Aww, and it so felt, cute. Yeah, it felt really good to do. And I did it while I like sat on my porch outside, drank my coffee. Um, and then I went to work and got some <laughs> awful news. Um, so then I was literally like, oh my god, like, can I swear? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. I don't want to be grateful at all. <laughs> but it was honestly, but I was like, but I still am. Like, it didn't, I don't know, it was almost like a perfect little day to pull feeling gra- gratitude because... I still did see a lot of gratitude and have a lot of gratitude throughout that day. So yeah, I got some awful news at work. So I didn't finish the like doing the personal gratitude, material gratitude and friendship gratitude. But I think I had to lean on my family a lot that day. So it was interesting that I started the day by like thinking so much about how much support I feel from my family. Mm, that is really interesting. Yeah, so I, it worked out. <laughs> I did find that to be when you told me that and I did find that to be just really ironic and a lot of people in the spirituality community say like there's no coincidences mm-hmm. I don't know personally if I think that's true I think some things are just random I don't really know don't yeah. get me started on this topic yeah. but I don't know that does feel a little bit intentional by the universe that's like mm-hmm. focus on this thing this thing's gonna happen yeah and, like pull and I think it's really interesting like we both approached this day really differently mm-hmm. not your day but yeah. like yeah. the gratitude mm-hmm. day mine was more a little bit less um concrete where I looked I was like okay gratitude and then I just like basically like put on my gratitude glasses and was like so many things that I looked at I was like wow this is beautiful I'm so grateful for this and Mm -hmm. it actually made me feel so good oh yeah it made me feel so good I was like wow it feels so good to feel Mm -hmm. this way and obviously like we're human we can't feel that way every single day but even if you can get like a little tiny bit in your day of gratitude even like Mm -hmm. if you're putting an avocado in your smoothie be like Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for this avocado that is going to like help my brain function and like Mm -hmm. blah 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 like I love that so but I do love the idea of if you do feel like you need a more concrete way to intentionally be have gratitude for this day is like writing down the three things that you did I feel like that's so smart so love that if you're listening and don't know how to approach the gratitude I think that's a great way to start yeah I think I chose that because I got afraid not afraid but I got worried that I wouldn't remember throughout the day like it was a work day I had plans that night I was like I'm honestly probably not going to think of this very much so I felt like I needed to set a time and a structure to it but yeah I do think it's something that everyone should do every day and you know it can be as little or as big as you want but I mean despite all my sadness that day I did see so much good and I felt really gracious for everything so it was I, I don't think it was a coincidence yeah so so fascinating Mm -hmm. the universe works in mysterious ways i suppose it does (laughs) (laughs) the most mysterious ways honestly Uh, cool okay so day four day four this was not on your list um but it was to get new crystals i before this only had one crystal it was a rose quartz that i got at a farmer's market i had like two or three other crystals i literally 
do know do not know how they ended up in my possession. One of them looks like this purple amethyst tower, kind of like your one over there. No idea how I got it. It's just been in my. I just don't know. Maybe I'll show it to you. Maybe it was someone in our oh family. Oh gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> and then these other ones are ones that I remember picking out at the zoo. Oh. Um, so they're probably fake, but I still have them. <laughs> so they, I don't do anything with them, but I just keep them for the memories. So I was like, okay, I need some more crystals to be able to do a little bit more work. So I went to Serenity Bookstore in Columbus, Ohio, if anyone's from Columbus. Shout out Columbus. Great city. Um, and it's a great new, it's a brand new um, bookstore and they also have crystals and it's I went on their opening day, which was really exciting. I went a little crazy, probably because of the day before where my life got turned upside down. <laughs> um, so I got a bunch. I got Moonstone, Smoky mm. Quartz, Jade, Obsidian, and Selenite, Ooh. and Angel Aura Quartz. So many good ones. Yes. I They had little signs on it of like what they meant, so I kind of picked them based on that. Do you want me to go through each crystal and say what they mean? Or yeah. Like yeah. People know. Okay. Moonstone was for intuition, inner work, patience, feminine power, and mystery, and it gives us patience to trust divine timing. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Smoky Quartz was for grounding, clearing, practical action, clears negative energies, and helps you handle practical matters. Jade is abundance and well-being, nurturing energy that uplifts and soothes the heart. Obsidian is protection, purification, grounding, root chakra for grounding. I guess it helps that. Um, (laughs) And it can be used for scrying, question mark. I have no idea what that is. Okay, so scrying (laughs) scrying is when you look, like you focus deeply on an object. Like some people scry in a bowl of water. Some people scry in a candle flame. Um, Yeah, and obsidian was has been used historically for scrying in, in ancient mm. cultures so okay. basically you look into it obsidian also has a really interesting history in um like mexico guatemala of being used as like lenses it's mm. it's really crazy because that's where obsidian originates and so it's really interesting historically what people have done with obsidian but um so basically you look into the object and sort of get into that meditative state mm-hmm. and it's said that I haven't had a, had a lot of luck on my own scrying like this, but you'll get images and stuff in the water. Mm-hmm. Like that's how, do you know who Nostradamus is? Mm-hmm. He like did all those crazy predictions of the world. Mm-hmm. And they've like all come true. He scried into a bowl of water and saw Ooh. all that stuff. So like looking into a crystal ball. Yeah. It, like, yes. Crystal <laughs> ball is scrying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. So stuff like that. Yeah. At, at first I thought I got it from a blog called thecrystalgrid.com and ironically by someone named Crystal. And I thought maybe she just misspelled crying. <laughs> no, no. That, that, that happened. So oh, that's so funny that you say that because in this, um, in my series, 22 Days of Spirituality, mm-hmm. what I do, I always do the captions so people can read them if they don't want the sound on or if they just need to read instead of listen. And I literally said in one of my things, Yesterday I was scrying in nature, but the caption di- picked it up, and so it said, "Yesterday I was crying in nature." Crying and in I nature already sounds fun. <laughs> I already posted it. I was like, "I'm not gonna re fucking do it." So yeah. I just commented and was like, "This is wrong. It's meant Start to be crying." <laughs> nice. Okay, so, thanks yeah. for explaining that. I was gonna yes. Google it, but I was like, "I'll get. I'll let Haley get on her soapbox yeah, for a second. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then selenite is for spiritual cleansing, clear stuck energy, and you can use it to clear your crystals by placing it on top of them. 
and angel aura quartz was for spiritual rejuvenation enhanced version it's an enhanced version of clear quartz and it has a light sweet energy that elevates your mood and brings peace so once i got my crystals i knew that there was some sort of structure you were meant to do to like again cleanse them so i again used the crystalgrid.com and she suggested performing a three-step process to ensure that the jewel is working on behalf of your greatest good. So that started with clearing the stone. She said you could use sea salt and water to rid the stone of unwanted or harmful energy. You can leave them in the salt water overnight. You could also add sage, basil, or lavender. Um, you could use running water, and as you do, just put the intention into the stone that you're asking the universe to remove all negativity or you could clear it with carnelian or clear quartz or selenite. Hmm, so I've never heard about clearing stuff with carnelian. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Can't speak to it. Just cool. got it off a blog. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the sea salt. So I put them in a bowl of water with salt <laughs> overnight. Actually, I don't know. Did if your I did selenite overnight. survive that? I don't think I did it to this Okay, yeah. Because I was, it can be I like read, kind of water soluble. Yes, I read that some of them maybe you shouldn't do that. So I think I only did it for like an hour or two because okay, I was cool. kind of afraid. Yeah. Um, and that one I didn't do because I was like, well, shouldn't it already be clear? Yeah, right. And <laughs> if you kind of look at it, you can kind of tell. Like, I feel like water would affect it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, well, it wasn't like polished like the other ones. Yeah. So, yes. And then after that, you were meant to program your stone. So crystals should be dedicated to the purpose you're using them for. But I also have heard that crystals will just know what to do and you should just trust them. So I, I was curious your thoughts on the need to add a purpose to them because that felt almost like too much to do for me. I was like, oh, I just want them to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I definitely have thoughts on this. And if you, if anybody's listening and is interested in sort of working with crystals more, I do have a working with crystals episode with Jordan from Intuitive Elements. And I forget what episode number that is, but it's a, it's a really good one. And we talk about this a little bit, but so I don't know, I'm kind of split on this. I think that, yeah, there, there is sort of energy already imbued in these crystals and mm -hmm. intuitively we know what they're doing. And that's how we sort of get the idea that rose quartz is for self-love and, mm -hmm. and love and stuff and selenite is for clearing. Like I think intuitively and historically we've found these things to be true and that's mm -hmm. why they are the case. I do think there's something to be said for if you're really working actively on something like, okay, I need to increase my confidence and, and I, I really want to sort of radiate the energy of a really confident woman. If you're working with carnelian, I would meditate with that stone and ask it to help me with that mm -hmm. and pair it with a, an affirmation. Mm -hmm. So especially with carnelian, like I really like to just say like, I vibrate at the frequency of, this or this or that. Mm -hmm. And so you're kind of encouraging the stone to help you with it and the stone knows what to do. Yeah. So I think it's like two-pronged. But yeah. especially for like obsidian and protection stones, I really just expect those to do them on mm -hmm. their own. I, I get them. I'm like, thank you for working with me. I'm mm -hmm. going to put you here and you're going to do your thing. That yeah. type of thing. If I'm trying to work on something really specific, I will pair it with an affirmation and I'll meditate with the stone. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good answer. Um, also, selenite can be used for cleansing any oracle or tarot deck. So mm -hmm. after I read any oracle or tarot for myself or others, I always put my selenite wand on top of my decks mm -hmm. to clear them of any energy like between readings and stuff like that. So it's just another little tidbit. Good tip. Tip! <laughs> and then lastly was storing your stones. And this one it said to store them in like a pouch um but I was like I kind of like having them out I don't know yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know why no I again this is one person's opinion this was from one blog so I know that it's not like the end all be all but I was like 
I want to see them. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Like, you can just look at my desk. I've got freaking crystals yeah. freaking everywhere. I like to see them, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think there's any need to, okay. like, store them away. Okay. Good. So, yeah. Very good. Well, that's all I have for crystals. Cool. Amazing. Lots of good tips in there. Mm-hmm. Um, what day are we on? Five? Five. Okay. Day five was grounding. Um, this was one I did just pull out. Um, so I walked to a park. I did one loop around the park without, like, my AirPods in and just focused on sights, sounds, smells, um, just to really start by grounding myself in that way. And then I just picked a shady spot between some trees, put my phone on Do Not Disturb, took off my shoes. I held my new smoky quartz since it said that it was good for grounding. And I just went through my senses to stay grounded kind of repeatedly, my feet in the grass, and then just kind of let my mind go where it wanted to go without judgment. And I definitely, during this, struggled with the fear of judgment because it was a busy park. Like, there was people there, and I was just, like, sitting in the grass alone with my eyes closed, and that felt very vulnerable, but I think it was a good... And your shoes off. And my shoes off. Yeah. Yeah, I was... Really free balling out there. That's really interesting. I also felt pretty vulnerable during my grounding. Mm-hmm. I walked down to, I don't, we don't have a lot of free space outside of this, but I walked down to like a little like grassy tree space that I've walked by a lot of times. And I don't think it's technically a park, but it's just like this open space. Yeah. And so I like, and it's on a residential road. And so I just like sat there facing not the residences mm-hmm. <laughs> and like around a tree. And like, I know people were driving by and I like had my shoes off yeah. and I was like, <laughs> yeah, like I did weird. feel like there's a weird vulnerability in that. Mm-hmm. I think if you're doing this in, if you're lucky enough to have a backyard yeah. or something like that, this is probably really different. This is probably very relaxing, but yeah, there's definitely an, a really interesting vulnerability when you're grounding in nature that isn't your backyard. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love that you pointed that out because yeah. that's definitely true. And you just hope that it doesn't distract you too much from your grounding, mm-hmm. I guess. But, yeah. yeah. And I was able to, to focus, and I just kind of had to tell myself, like, I will never see these people again. And even if I do, I don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Day six, I got, this is one that I picked up or added to the list as well, which was a spiritual journal prompt because I'm trying to just journal more often. I journaled every prompt I did for this, um, I did in my journal. So I just Googled spiritual journal prompts, and at the time I was doing it, I honestly, like, didn't feel like doing it. So I picked something really simple that I felt like I would actually get something out of and didn't feel too intense. So all it was was write down three things that make you feel excited and hopeful for the future. And the other one I did was how can you love yourself and others better this week? And I just picked prompts that spoke to me that day. I found myself probably judging myself a little bit, and I was like, this won't be spiritual enough for the podcast. Like, this is just a normal journal prompt, but I was like, but this is what I felt called to do. So that's, I think, what matters. There was definitely more prompts that were much more meta that (laughs) maybe would have been more interesting, but I just picked what I felt like I needed that day, and I think that's the best you can do. Yeah, I agree, and I also think, like, the judgment on yourself that this won't be spiritual enough for people to hear about Mm -hmm. is understandable, but also remembering and reminding ourselves that so many things that we do are spiritual, even though they might feel super, um, like in your humanity, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think like we're here to do human things and learn human things and do human work. And that's what you, you do in that. So like the, the encouragement here, I would say is to not judge your spirituality and not put it in a hierarchy Mm -hmm. of 
this isn't spiritual enough or this and this and that and just following what you're called to that day so yeah, yeah love yeah. it cool yeah. Day seven, I did a simmer pot. Um, again, just did a quick Google search of what I could do. I wanted it to be stuff that I already had in my pantry. So I read to stir clockwise as you set your intention. And my intentions were to clear negative energy, protection, peace, and prosperity. And I just found myself repeating in my head, protection, peace, prosperity, as I stirred. Um, the ingredients I used were cinnamon, which was said to be used for prosperity and protection lemon for uplifting and soothing, rosemary for peace and protection. The blog I was reading also said it can strengthen dream recall and protect you from nightmares, so that was interesting. That's interesting. And then vanilla to restore energy, passion, and vitality. And then the blog interestingly also talked about different types of water you could use, like seawater, rainwater, river water, and I was like, Whoa. I don't have access Sink to water. any of those. Yeah, I was like, I'll use my, my filtered water. And she talked about how it's herbal magic and elemental magic because you use water, earth, fire, and then steam goes into the air. Um, so I thought that was cool how it incorporates all the all the elements. Yep, definitely. I, I don't know about you, but when I did this, I felt like really in my witchiness and I yes. really, really liked this. And yeah, it's, it's really nice to do. One thing I did find, I made two simmer pots in my 22 Days of Spirituality and the I just found this to be true for me. I don't really know if this is a good tip or not, but I used a bigger pot one day and a smaller mm -hmm. pot the other, and I actually found that the smaller pot emitted more, like, scent throughout mm -hmm. my home. Yeah, it's probably more concentrated, it's Probably right? more concentrated, yeah. so I don't know. That might be a little tip. If you, yeah. like, don't use too big of a pot, like, get it yeah, all in there. Yeah, because then it takes forever to go yeah, down, and yeah. I'm like, uh, I kind of need to go to bed. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. But it did feel very witchy. The blog I read, too, made a comparison to a witch stirring her cauldron, and I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, love yes. it. Cool. Yeah, simmer pots are a really fun, easy, if you have all the ingredients, like, just way mm -hmm. to, yeah, just sort of, like, tap into something a little bit more. Yeah. And, uh, like, romanticize your day or whatever mm -hmm. you want to say. So, yeah, yeah love the, it. The rosemary I used was literally just, like, dried Target rosemary. So, I mean, I'm not using maybe the most no, that's, deep things, but, like, but, like it's that's, accessible. <laughs> yeah, accessible witchcraft. Yes. <laughs> Definitely a good thing. Yeah. No shame on on where your ingredients come from, unless yeah. you've, like, stolen them from out of someone's hands. Shame. Maybe a little shame. <laughs> but, yeah, no, yeah, we can all use Target ingredients and and still get all the magic out of out yes. of what that brings. So, yep. yes. Day eight was try a new kind of meditation. I don't remember if this was one of your prompts or if I added it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but the only thing I did was I only really meditate at night. It's when I find, like, I actually have time, I enjoy it more. So I tried meditating in the morning, and I did a meditation called Morning Presence. And the meditation started with a body scan and really just focused on breath and awareness. Uh, my mind did keep wandering a lot to work-related stress, especially because I, like, knew that right after the meditation I had to go to work. So I think that made it hard to focus on. In hindsight, I would have started it earlier in the morning because it was literally, like, a 10 minute meditation, I knew that when the 10 minutes was up, I had five minutes to leave. So mm. I think just the way I structured it could have been um, in a way that was more helpful for me. But it was a nice little challenge. So it was really, it was a very basic body scan mindfulness meditation. There was nothing. And where of... did you find that? YouTube or? Um, I actually used the Fabletics app. So oh, I have okay. a Fabletics VIP membership or whatever but I skip it every month um but I only still have it because I like their app because they have a lot of meditations I literally use it like every night to fall asleep interesting um 
And they also have workouts, which I use sometimes, but I mostly just keep it for the meditations. I really like them. Yeah, so I did on that. It was narrated by someone named Rachel Lyle. Nice. Rachel, hey. <laughs> Rachel um, listens to this podcast. Of she does. Shout us out on Fabletic <laughs> app, please. Sponsor her. <laughs> um, so yeah, in hindsight, I would have just started it earlier. I think, I just don't know if I'm a morning meditation person. Mm. I, I think I could if I tried more, but I it was hard to focus. Yeah, I think like a lot of people think of meditation for the morning mm-hmm. specifically. And I think this is a great reminder that you can do meditation. What If you get off of work at 2.30 p.m., you can meditate at 3.30. Yeah. You can meditate at 8.30 before you go to bed. You can, you, you yeah. So meditation does not have to be in the morning. And yeah, it should be whenever you feel like you can actually do it yes. and sort of focus. So yeah, love that. Yeah. Day 9 and 10 were a fun little combo day um, because I did meditate in a new place. Was that one of yours or Mm -hmm. did I make that up? I I think I made that up. I did meditate in a new place and I paired it with asking my guides for a specific sign. So I meditated in the bath. I remember you guys talking about that with Anthony. Anthony loves meditating in the bath. Yes, I found it really helpful because I was like, I literally can't leave. You're a Pisces. You love the water. And Anthony is a Cancer, so he's water also. That's really funny. Yeah. (laughs) So I turned the lights off. I had candles lit. And again, like I enjoyed this location because I had to stay with the meditation. Like it was, I couldn't just get up and walk away (laughs) or I could, but it would be uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, And it was also harder to like go on my phone because my hands were wet. So I just felt really grounded. So I was, this is, this is the fun story I was excited to tell you about. Okay. I can't wait. So I was thinking of signs to ask for my guides. And my first thought was a zebra. And then I was like, no, zebras are common. And then, like, what? No, they're not. I live <laughs> in, in Ohio. <laughs> um, so then I thought, okay, a lion. And then I was like, no, like, lion, no. And then I was like, okay, a cheetah. I'm going to do a cheetah. And I was like, okay, doing cheetah. And then I keep seeing fucking zebras everywhere. And oh I was God. like, god damn it. I felt like it was my guides being like, trust your intuition, you idiot. Like, okay, maybe not that meanly, but... Maybe that meanly. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's sassy. sassy. So then I kept... So the first thing was I turned on my TV and I was randomly like, ooh, I really want to watch Law & Order SVU. I love that show. I turn it on. It's on TV. And the episode was called, like, something with a zebra in it. And in in the episode, Olivia Benson says... If you if you heard hooves in Central Park, don't assume it's a zebra. And oh like, my gosh, she's that's like all so funny. sassy. Well, and also it's the so fact funny. that and Olivia said it. Oh yeah, true. And your name is Olivia. Olivia. Yeah. So yeah. So that was funny. And I was like, oh shit. And then I looked at the episode name, and that was like the title was like something again, something about a zebra. So and then I was at an Airbnb, um, in Indiana, and <laughs> there was this butterfly tapestry, and two of the butterflies were like some type of zebra butterfly. Oh my gosh. I kind of like it because your guys were just like, no, we're going to do this. Yeah, they're like, no, you were right the first time. Yeah. I also feel like there's another zebra thing. I think it came up in conversation. I was talking about that Bridgerton episode where there's a zebra in it. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, I talked about a zebra. And then I was driving to the gym and this big ass truck pulled out. Like, I was going straight and it was like turning in front of me and it had this like three giant lions on it for the an ad for the Columbus Zoo and I was like that was very in my face (laughs) it was like really intense but I was like okay but I asked for a cheetah I was like I'm not counting any of this even though I know that it you know but I was like I want to see a fucking cheetah and I gave the time frame like you suggested and I said by the end of the weekend it was um whatever that long weekend was we just had Labor Day weekend so it was Monday last day of the long weekend and I was like damn I haven't seen a cheetah so I go on a walk I'm listening to 
the New Heights podcast with Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey, mm-hmm. and they start talking about Tyreek Hill. And if you're not an NFL fan, this won't make anything. You'll be like, that. That what does that have to do with a cheetah? But his his nickname is Cheetah. He that's his like nickname in the NFL. His Twitter at is literally just at Cheetah. His Instagram is just at Cheetah. And they're talking about Tyreek Hill, and I was like, was that a sneaky way of sneaking in a Cheetah? Right? Yeah. Okay. Does so like my one thought is, <laughs> did you just feel called to listen to that? Podcast? It was my first day. Okay. Listening to that podcast. That's yeah. Yeah. So I would say yes. If if yeah. it's like a podcast that you listen to every Wednesday or yeah, something, no. I would be like maybe a little less. But since you were like, you know what, I'm gonna click on this. It was very. I wanna, random I'm just gonna randomly listen. Yeah. To so that for me, yeah. I would say yes, definitely. Okay. I love. So to me, what this interprets like coming from like these stories is like your guides feel super ready to work with you mm-hmm. a little bit more yeah. like they're like you know what we're just gonna fucking give you it all yeah yeah and and you you take it like here's your confirmation and one yeah. of the things i i've also think in, in your pattern of working with your own your guides what you told me at least is like they are willing to mm-hmm. confirm a lot of stuff for you yeah they are willing to give you more than one sign yeah. some guides aren't some mm-hmm. guides are like i gave it to you yeah freaking get true. it your guides feel like they know I'm resisting. They're like, okay, we're going to, you know what? We're going to give this to you. I think this is important. Let's, let's give this to you. So yeah, I kind of, I, lo- yeah. I love that. It's really, really cool. Yeah. And I think the guides and other beginners out there might relate to this as one that I feel like I still haven't, I still feel this like skepticism. I still mm-hmm. feel this kind of like, uh, like this feels weird or like I'm judging myself. Like, I don't know. So that I think, I don't know if other beginners could relate to that. It's just, it feels, it still feels a little uncomfortable for me. Like I still mm-hmm. just don't. I feel, I don't know. No, definitely. abstract concept to me. Yeah, for sure. Guide work is one of the first things that I did as a beginner, actually. And I think that's why I have such a strong connection to it. And I just love it so much because it it really helped me sort of plunge into this, this whole world and like now helps me do what I do, which is just, I'm so grateful to them and, Mm -hmm. and to me. Yes. For doing that. But yeah, I think especially when we talk about this stuff out loud sometimes, Mm -hmm. it can like, you can kind of hear yourself talk and you're like, holy shit. (laughs) I remember telling you some sort of spiritual story one time and just being like, oh my God, I sound fucking crazy. Tyree Kill doesn't hear this. (laughs) He he listens to opening the door. He's he's messaged me and been like, great pod, great pod. (laughs) I'm big with the NFL players. Yeah. So... If any NFL players want a reading, reach out. So, um, but yeah, no, I think we can all sort of think about when we sort of talk about this stuff out loud and how that feels. And it's cool to get past that. And it's also cool. It's okay if that happens. It still happens mm-hmm. to me. I've been in this for a few years now and it still happens. And I think it's really good to, if we want to talk about that, just get somebody that you feel is not going to have a weird reaction mm-hmm. to saying that. Like, I think it's really great to just have at least one person, even if they're an internet friend, mm-hmm. um, to be able to just send voice notes to and be like, oh my gosh, this crazy thing happened in meditation, or I met this guide in my dream. Like, that's somebody who's just going to be like, holy shit, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Instead of being like, do you need to go see yeah. someone or <laughs> have more magnesium in your diet or like yeah. whatever people are saying these days. So. Yeah, you're definitely that person for me. And I probably only text you, like, half the times I think of things. <laughs> Aw, awesome. Oh, yeah, I love hearing about, like, people in my life when things happen. I'm like, tell me everything. Yes. <laughs> what happened? I, I love it. So, cool. Awesome. I love it. Your guides are ready. Yes. Um, day 11 and 12 are pretty not pretty self-explanatory. I added yoga to the list because um, that's something I've done historically and has made me feel really grounded and spiritual um I did yin yoga so if you're not familiar that is pretty much just yoga where you're holding the poses for a really long time like over a minute and it's just like you get really deep in your 
fascia. And Wait, I, what is a fascia? I I'm actually like not familiar muscle, with that. Like deep muscle oh, tissue. Oh, like plantar fasciitis. Yes, yes, exactly. So <laughs> okay. it's just meant to be like really deep work. Ooh, yeah, so okay. it feels cool. feels good. I was honestly very grumpy when I was doing it. I was like, I don't want to do this. But by the end, I felt better. So unfortunately, it works. <laughs> <laughs> it did help my mood. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Day 12 was a nature walk. I just, again, I didn't have my AirPods in. I made myself just be really present present with the nature. And I just went on a trail near my apartment and just tried to, like, notice beauty in the nature and see what I noticed. Mm, yeah. <sighs> Love it. Day 13 was research a spiritual topic. So I'm going to share the research I found on why is the number 13 unlucky. This was an article by Barbara Maranzini on history.com. And I'm just going to share, I think there's like four four or five theories as to why. Nobody knows for sure. But what I thought was interesting was that she said, researchers estimate that as many as 10% of the U.S. population has a fear of the number 13. And each year, more than that fear results in financial losses of over $800 million annually because people avoid getting married those days, traveling those days, oh. or, like, even just don't work those days. Whoa, so it's, like, a real superstition yeah, that is it was really weird. alive. Yeah, and um, I was on a plane yesterday on the 13th, and I'm okay, so, yeah. Love to hear it. An early myth surrounding the origin of the fear involved one of the world's oldest legal documents, the Code of Hammurabi. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, which reportedly omitted a 13th law from its first legal rules. Um, but this has been disproven. In reality, the omission was just a clerical error made by one of the document's translators um, who just didn't include a line of the text and the code didn't even list the things numerically. So that's not true, apparently, according to history.com. Um, the second theory is that mathematicians and scientists, they point to the preeminence of the number 12 and can, how they consider it a perfect number in the ancient world. So ancient Sumerians developed a numeral system based on the use of the number 12 that's still used for measuring t time today. So like how we have 12 months, 12, two like 24-hour days, half of it is 12. 12 inches and a foot. Yes. So some people just say that like, 13 has to be bad because it's following the perfect number 12. Wow, that's so lame. Yeah, that would be a boring one. Yeah. That's uh, just, like, so mean against the number 13. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's Taylor Swift's favorite number, so it's actually yeah. lucky. I actually have a lot of thoughts on this. I feel mm -hmm. like 13 is sort of being reclaimed in yeah. a lot of ways yeah. by a lot of, like, communities, especially the witchy spiritual mm -hmm. community. Yeah. The third theory is around the appearance of a 13th guest at two ancient events. So in the Bible, Judas Iscariot is the 13th guest to arrive at the Last Supper, and he's the person who betrays Jesus. And then Ooh. in ancient, <laughs> in ancient um, Norse lore, they say that evil and tor turmoil were first introduced in the world by the appearance of the treacherous and mischievous god Loki at a dinner party in the Valhalla. And he was a 13th guest, upsetting the balance of the 12 gods who were already in attendance. Ooh, fascinating. Mm -hmm. huh. It also seems as if the unexplained fears surrounding number 13 are primarily a Western construct. Some cultures, including ancient Egyptians, actually consider the number lucky, while other people have simply swapped numbers as the base of their phobia. So four is avoided in much of Asia, they said. And according to the Stress Management Center and Phobia Institute in Asheville, North Carolina, more than 80% of high-rise buildings in the United States do not have a 13th floor, 
and the vast majority of hotels, hospitals, and airports are using avoid using the floor number as well. So yeah, no, I've always heard that, but I've never really looked. I've, to yeah, see if me it's too. True. I never have also looked. And also, doesn't this just sound like it's sort of like perpe- It's it's perpetuated superstition. Yeah, like you're making it unlucky. Yeah, right. Right. It feels almost like an avoidance, like, you know, Hermione says in Harry Potter, fear of the name only increases fear of the thing itself. Mm. I can't believe I'm quoting Harry Potter, but it feels right here. I can't believe (laughs) Oh, can you? (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, I I think it's sort of like a perpetuated stereotype. And I think also the number three is really important in witchcraft. Mm -hmm. And so I think maybe there's also some, like, a little bit of fear around that as, like, witchcraft Mm -hmm. has historically been feared. And so these number threes Mm -hmm. sort of also get encompassed into that. Yeah. Three so. is my favorite number. Hmm, cool. Day 14, I did magic tea. Um, I, again, just started my attentions clockwise, and the tea that I used on the label, it said it was for ease, strength, and balance. And balance is one of my favorite words. I have it tattooed on me, so I liked that. Mm-hmm. Did you like doing the magic tea? I feel like that that was a really, that's a, it's not my own invention. I've, I said this <laughs> on my thing, but it's something that I just came to doing on my own, like just mm-hmm. from like random little witchcraft things that I learned. Things about herbs, things about stirring, things about how you're... And there's studies on this. I should, try, I should try to find them. But there's real studies that you can actually change the structure of water based on what you hmm. say and, like, tune Ooh. it to. It's really interesting. interesting. So that's kind of where I got that from. And I'm sure that partially came from... I think Deb mentioned that on Psychic Teachers. If you listen to this podcast a lot, you know I love Psychic Teachers. Okay. So that's where that came from. And so, yeah, I sort of just, like, added different things to make this little ritual. And mm-hmm. so I hope that people enjoy it because it is yeah. really fun. I think I already drink a lot of tea, so it was hard for me to make it different than my normal routine, if that makes sense. So I Do think you I usually just... stir intention into your tea? No, I just make tea. Yeah, so I feel like that's like, the magical yes, part. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I think I just... I'm I also drink tea. a lot of tea. Yeah. I just freaking love it. Well, like a little, warm little hug. <sighs> And it doesn't kill your you with caffeine. Caffeine really hurts my soul. I, I drink tea so. at night. Yeah. I drink coffee in the morning. I do kill my soul in the morning. No, it's not about your soul. <laughs> it's just about me. Like, for some reason, my body just hates coffee caffeine. <laughs> and also, like, it's becoming, like, tea caffeine, too. But that's not yeah. important for this podcast. Okay, next. Anyway. Day 15 was EFT tapping. Um, I just went from my memory that you, when you taught it to me, And when I feel like I have a lot of tension or anxiety throughout my body, it's become really natural for me to just start tapping, specifically my forehead and my ribs, and it just really calms me down. I think it just, I don't know. Yeah. It was, it's something that I feel like you can really easily access at any time. I totally, I totally agree. And if you're listening to this and you're not sure about EFT tapping, I do have an episode on that. It's called the power of EFT tapping with Lauren Frontiera. And Lauren also has a lot of amazing YouTube videos on leading you through tapping. And a lot of her words are really powerful. So I definitely say go ahead and, and listen to some of her YouTube videos and, and follow along with her too, because um, I just think it's great. And ever since I learned about EFT tapping, I have loved it. And mm-hmm. I, I love the crossover between the physical and the spiritual with EFT yeah. tapping. Like you're hitting these meridian points that are in from, I, I believe, ancient Chinese culture. I might be getting that wrong. Lauren talks about it in that episode. So we'll reference that back. But it just hits on these meridian points. You are helping move stuff energy in your mm-hmm. body it's like so spiritually and physically, I just love the connection between yeah. the two. So yeah, I loved EFT tapping day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like it's almost just a concrete way to like 
get energy out or move it around. Like, if you feel it so instantly, which is cool. Yeah, for sure. Day 16 was breath work, and I know you also have an episode on breath work. That was, like, one of my favorite episodes all time. It was... It felt so safe listening to it. Yeah, it was Heather just so is good. amazing. Yeah, Heather is really fantastic. Um, and I feel like breathwork is something that I've already incorporated into my daily life for like years now. I am pretty much always doing breathwork to fall asleep. If I feel anxious, I do it. So it's something that I just already do all the time. So for this day, I decided to do a breathwork meditation specifically before I went to bed. It was a 10-minute meditation, and I fell asleep before it was over, so... It worked. Uh, yeah, it worked. I just fell right asleep. So breathwork is also amazing. It's also that good connection between mind, body, and spirit. And it's so repeated all the time of like, take deep breaths, like all this stuff. But like, it really is like the most powerful way to calm your nervous system. Yeah, I mean, it's I, have, just I feel like we're gonna seeing, work. Yeah, I feel like we're seeing so much lately on like Instagram and TikTok about how breath work really goes with like vagal nerve toning mm-hmm. and how it gets you out of fight or flight, Mm -hmm. lowers your cortisol levels, and how can that not help you spiritually, Mm -hmm. you know? I think spiritually, uh, when our body is in a little bit of a fight or flight, it is harder to access our intuition. It's harder Mm -hmm. to access those things. It doesn't mean it's impossible, um, because a lot of us are in fight or flight, and we don't even know it. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that is a really cool, important, like you said, mind, body, spirit. Mm -hmm. I just love the connection. It's something that I just have really come to feel very passionate about in the past few months. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so my job is um, I work as a therapist and I will note that for some people with trauma or dissociation, breath work can feel really unsafe. They're having to close their eyes or it's really uncomfortable to be present in your body like that. So if it's not working for you, that's okay too. And it might just be that you need to do a little other work or find something that feels safer for you. Um, because it can be hard to go there and just be completely in your body that can be really uncomfortable Mm, yeah definitely I think this is also a really good reminder that everybody's spirituality looks different so like no getting down on yourself if a certain technique doesn't work for you Mm -hmm. don't be mean to yourself only be nice to yourself say nice things Um, day 17 was Be Human. Um, oh, fun. What did you do so for this? Fun. I ordered some DoorDash Love. and watched TV and went to bed very early and it just felt nice to not do anything. Oh, yeah. Great. I felt like this was a really important one to include in the 22 days, especially like it does feel like a commitment to do mm-hmm. this. And, yeah. and I think this is a good one to do if you aren't going to randomly pick them out. Mm-hmm. Um, do toward your mid-journey mm-hmm. or late journey because it gives you just a little bit of a respite from tuning in to whatever you're tuning into all the time. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just so important to remember, like, I am here to be human. Mm-hmm. I Like, you, you can be here to ascend and, like, do all this cool stuff and, like, break down the walls between the spiritual and the physical and that's really cool it's something obviously we talk about on the podcast a lot Mm -hmm. but also being here and like having an ice cream and feeling the sunshine on your face and like ordering the DoorDash Mm -hmm. and just eating something that tastes so good to you like that's important that is like that's important so that's why I decided to add this one yeah and and if you're doing if you're picking them yourself like I give a lot of prompts in my digital download and this is like one that I really say is required in mm-hmm. your 22 days. Don't skip this one. Yeah. Day 18 was Oracle. Um, I pretty recently got my first Oracle deck. It is the Believe in Your Own Magic deck by Amanda Lovelace mm-hmm. and the art was by someone named Janaya Medeiros. I might be saying that wrong. I apologize if I am. So I decided to ask my guides a specific question through Oracle and ask your guides a specific question was also one of the prompts. So this was also a day where I doubled up. So I had a candle lit, grabbed some crystals, and I 
was looking through the guidebook that came with it, and it said you can knock on the deck three times to clear the energy, so I did Ooh, that's that. that's cool. Yeah, I like that. It felt, it felt, felt almost like EFT tapping the Oracle deck. Yeah. <laughs> so I first, so I asked the specific, or not, I guess it was a kind of specific question. I think I asked, what do I need to know about blank? This situation. Yes. I pulled the sword card, which said, make the change. And that made a lot of sense for the question I asked, because my question was all about change and feeling very stuck. So it felt like my guides were saying that you have to be strong and take that leap of change. Which honestly, when I got that card, I was kind of annoyed because I was like, I wanted to hear that I just can sit and do nothing. But (laughs) that wasn't the answer. Mm. But my, like intuition was telling me like yeah that's right like like unfortunately you do have to make the change but wasn't maybe the answer I wanted (laughs) yeah that's what the guides were there for yes they kind of break down that the ego side Mm -hmm. since you're asking them you're not tuning into exactly yourself yeah so you're tuning into their energy and that helps get a pretty clear answer because your your ego might have been able to override your intuition a little bit Mm -hmm. there and say oh well my intuition says I can just sit here and yes. do nothing. Yeah. And so it's good to sort of tap into a guide energy and, and be able to get a little bit of a clearer answer. Yeah. And then I asked a general question of what does the universe want me to know today? And I tried to pull one card, but I accidentally pulled two. So I just took them both. For sure. The first was called the spaceship. And it said, don't be afraid to sing. And then I pulled one that said homeward, which was interesting because I was, it was the night before I was set to fly home. Oh, Um, that that is interesting. And under it, it said, take yourself on a date, which was interesting because that night I actually canceled a date that I had planned because I was like, I really just not in the mood. So it's funny that I was like, take yourself out on a date. It was like, it's fine that you canceled that. I love that. So yeah, cancel that date, guys. (laughs) If you're listening, you got to cancel that date. If you're listening, dump him. It's not for you. Day 19 was, this was what I was just putting off <laughs> till the end, was create an evening spiritual routine. Mm. And I really thought about it, and I was like, I think for where I'm at right now, I want to just make a list of different spiritual practices and just pick one, I try to pick one every night. And if I don't, that's okay too. So my ideas were just like do meditation, breath work, or some sort of journaling reflection. Um, so I'm going to try to do one of those things at least every night. I do typically meditate to fall asleep. I have been putting on this like inner child meditation every night and I just like, it puts me to bed instantly. Is this on the Fabletics app? Yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. They're, <laughs> they're Fabletics great. is doing inner child work? Holy yes. moly. Yeah. They're like really good meditations. I'm sure there's tons on YouTube too. Yeah. Or, or Insight Timer has a lot of free meditations too. If you're looking for something that you don't have to be a VIP and skip every month for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you Tough. accidentally get charged for Right. And then you're like, well, I gotta get an outfit. <laughs> I guess I need leggings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This uh, podcast episode is not sponsored by Fabletics, but they're getting a lot of play. So yes. call me. Maybe. This is your only free episode. <laughs> Uh, no more fabletics mentions. <laughs> no more fabletics mentions after this. <laughs> one thing I will say for the nighttime routine or the morning routine, whenever you're trying to make one, is this was one of the things that I also did at the very beginning of my journey. And I made it um, really simple. I made mine mostly about protection hmm. and stuff like that. So what I did for mine was in the morning and in the evening, just sort of um, grounding. So in my mind's eye, growing those roots out from my feet and and sit bones and hips and Mm -hmm. getting those grounded with an affirmation. My favorite one is just, I am rooted and grounded to Mother Earth's healing energy. I know it sounds a little Mm. woo, but it works for me. So I do my grounding and I just like ask for protection from my guides 
and like the universe and and stuff like that. So I really make those routines like really easy to get in it. Like yeah, before I get out of bed and before I fall asleep at night. Yeah, and um, you know, asking your guides or angels if that's part of your thought process here to help clear your house of unwanted negative energies. Mm-hmm. I'm needing to do that a lot more right yeah. now. Like that type of thing is just like, it's almost just built in before I wake up or you know when I wake up before I fall asleep. Those really easy things for grounding and protection if you are feeling like, ugh, it's so much work to create a routine. Yeah. Do these things. You can literally be lying down and and just sort of like run into these things pretty easily. So that's mm-hmm. where I would start if you're feeling a little bit like you don't want to do anything too active is the grounding and protection routine yeah. morning and evening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, grounding can be like one minute, mm-hmm. and the other oh, can yeah. be so quick. Yep. Um, yeah, because when I first saw it, I was like, I don't have time to have a whole new night routine. Yes. Even. But then yeah. I was like, I do. I, I do. I can make it short for as long as I want. Yep. We're on day 21 because of those some of those little double-upped days. So yep. day 21 was talk to a plant. This one felt very hard for me, too. <laughs> I was like, um... I don't know what to do. Uh Um, So yeah, I think I felt a little silly and just had a hard time focusing on it. Um, So I'm curious to hear your thoughts. It turned more into me just showing appreciation for the plant because I just, I feel like I honestly just couldn't Mm -hmm. get into it. So I just found myself like sharing appreciation for the plant. The plant I did was actually um, a plant that had been propagating in Haley and I's grandparents' house Mm -hmm. um, and they've both since passed away and I planted it and it's like flourishing. It's doing really well. So I chose that plant because it's probably the most like I guess sentimental plant I have but yeah I just found myself showing appreciation to it and maybe that counts as talking to it yeah I think it does so so one of the things is so with this yeah okay here was my process for talking to a plant this was really early I think this was day one or two so when I posted this on Instagram I was like wow we are early in Mm -hmm. going full woo (laughs) like we are talking to plants so the first thing I did was yeah I did show appreciation for my indoor plants Mm -hmm. I cleaned their leaves of any dust I watered them told them how beautiful they are just stuff like that and I was like okay so there's that and I I basically this is where intention setting really comes it's like okay where do I even start to learn how to talk to a plant is I meditated Mm -hmm beforehand and got into that sort of meditation quiet of the mind and I set the intention to receive messages from the plants basically Mm, so I said it is my intention to receive messages for my highest good from these plants that I'll be interacting with Mm. so I did clean my plants I didn't get a lot for my house plants but then I went outside to this tree that I love outside my apartment and that I've always loved ever since we moved in. I just look mm-hmm. at it and I'm like, you are beautiful. <laughs> and so I went out and I I probably looked, there's plenty of people who live around me. I was like feeling a little self-conscious, but I was like, I'm just going to do this. And I put my hand on the tree and I said, if there's anything that you wish to share with me, any knowledge, any wisdom that you wish to share with me, I'm welcome and open to receiving it. Mm. So setting intention and just like in my head, yeah. you know, saying yeah, yeah. those things and connecting physically with the plant with my hand. And I did get a really beautiful message of, you know, grow through every little thing, mm-hmm. that type of thing. That's on my Instagram and TikTok if you are interested in the full message that I got because I can't remember it. You know, I actually think I have it written down still. I think I have it written down in my notes app as plant knowledge. <laughs> so let me see if, oh, plant wisdom. Yeah. So it was basically these two messages that I got were grow through it all, every little thing. And then from this tree, this really beautiful message that says, I am here for you and you are here for me. The Mm. earth holds a deep, deep magic that you can access through presence. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, so 
there is a lot of wisdom in our plant allies. And I just thought that was really cool. So connecting through presence and and knowing that there's like this really deep earthly Mm -hmm. ancient magic just felt so special. So um, I hope that gives people a little bit of direction if they are feeling lost on that one. Cause I think it can, you, it can really feel easy to get lost on that one for sure. So yeah. Day 22. This was one I just, I asked you about it. I said, I pulled automatic writing today and I just don't know what to do. I felt kind of confused and lost. So I just left it to the end and I just didn't end up doing it. You kind of told me like, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. So maybe I'll try it in the future, but I just wanted to hear a little bit of like how you do it, what it is. Yeah. And I think it's really important. Automatic writing. I included this one on the prompt sheet of the digital free download you can get if you sign up for my email list, we'll plug there. Mm -hmm. Um, It has more than 22 options so you can pick and choose. Except for Be Human, you have to do that yeah. one. <laughs> you can pick mine, too. Yeah, you can pick Olivia's, too. <laughs> for automatic writing, I don't suggest doing this unless you feel confident that... I would say this is an advanced beginner tactic. Okay. So if you're really just a beginner, pick another one, and then you can sink into this one at a different time. But the gist of automatic writing is you get yourself into a meditative state. And I like to do it typing because my fingers move faster, and like the, the way that this works is you tune into something specific. I like to tune into either my higher self or my guides. So one, you need to set a very strong intention of who you're connecting with because you should not just say I'm connecting with any goddamn thing that wants to come through me. Mm -hmm. This is what automatic writing is. Something is flowing through you. You are channeling. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that is, it's in my opinion, not okay to say anything that wants to come through me can come through me. That's your going to get yourself in a little fucked up situation. Do not do that. That's just my opinion. I'm not trying to fear monger, but I really think it's important to set your intention. So ground yourself, protect yourself before you do this and set your intention in your meditation very strongly. I will be connecting with my guides for this automatic writing, only my guides for my highest and greatest good, anything like that, that just really specifies this is for my, my higher and greater good, not just anything. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I ask a really general question I like for what do my guides want me to know right now Mm -hmm. so I'll close my eyes because that's how I feel more meditated and I'll just keep my fingers on the keypad and or the keyboard I mean and anything that starts coming through I just let myself start typing put on some vibey meditative music that really helps me stay in the flow if I'm seeing let's say I see a spider I'll just write I see a spider if that's all I'm seeing I see a spider I'm seeing a spider, it's crawling towards me, it's building a web, it's blah, blah, blah. And then more, um, then after that, it's it's usually more for me clear audience. So it's like, you need to flow like the water, you need to do, and I don't like to share a lot of what I do receive, but that's how it comes through for me. Um, Another tip is set a timer because you can really get lost in universe sauce here. Mm -hmm. So setting a timer of 10 to 15 minutes, just so you can sort of pop out of that meditative state and read back what you uh, received. And, and sometimes it, I have found this to be really powerful. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I would say this is this is advanced beginner. Once you've gotten your grounding, your protection, and your connection with your guides, your higher self really established, then you can begin this. So I don't want to like make anybody afraid to try this because I was really actually afraid to try this for a long time because I was afraid of being like taken over by something. Mm-hmm. But it's really about grounding, protection, and setting those intentions, I would Mm -hmm. say, are your most important things. So get that down, and then you can do automatic writing really happily, because I think this is a fantastic tool. I absolutely Mm -hmm. love it. So there's really nothing to be afraid of when you do it right. Yeah. So I'm also impressed that you can type with your eyes closed. 
Yeah, there's definitely some typos, <laughs> but I will go back and, like, I'll be able to fix them. I feel them. like I could, too. Like, yeah. I don't really look at the keyboard no. when I type. What, well, our generation was taught the correct yes. way to type. Yeah. That's why we can do that. Yeah. Like, older... Older adults No offense, do if you're a boomer <laughs> and you didn't learn how to correctly type, if you type with two fingers... <laughs> This is not for you. <laughs> not if for you can fingers. type with like all of your fingers, this is for you. Um, or you can just write in a journal. But I just find that they, the the channeling flows too quickly for me yeah. to get all my journal stuff down. Yeah. So, but people have good luck with that too. But yeah, so that's my tangent on automatic writing. Yeah. So those so were my twenty two days. Yeah. So how did you feel after the twenty two days were over? I felt good. I felt. I would say one thing I would do differently if I went. Back, which I know I did the last day like two days ago, but I was pretty much done everything else before that. Um, I was kind of like waiting for a time where I felt more called to ask my guides a specific question and do Oracle again. I will say I found a really intense, when I was done with it, I was like, went full be human every day. Like I was like, maybe a little fatigued from it, maybe a little bit like, I don't know, I felt like I really swung the opposite direction was like, I don't really feel like doing anything now. So I would say trying to And I think part of that was just, like, I was going through it that week. I know Mm -hmm. I was having a hard week, and that's okay. Um, But maybe just trying to keep, do, pick something every day to still do a little something, because I did feel this. And maybe it was just me experiencing kind of this grief of it being over, Mm -hmm. or, like, now, like, what do I do now? Like, I don't have the structure anymore, and I didn't Mm -hmm. know how to do it without the structure. Mm -hmm. So I think I need to make a little structure for myself moving forward. But I did notice, which I liked a lot, was my screen time on my phone during when I was doing this was way down. And I felt like just so much more present every single day. I felt like I was like not just reaching for my phone all the time. I don't know. I just felt much more present in my body while I was doing it. And this past week, I was just like on my phone so much. And I was like, this doesn't feel good. So I think, I don't know, that was an interesting thing that came of it was just I was on my phone less. Like I just didn't care to go on it as much yeah, so really I think interesting now talking about it again I'm like okay I need to come up with a little bit of a routine daily and try to incorporate it more into my daily life because that's been again like I talked about at the beginning I've always dipped my toe in for years now but never fully jumped in mm, yeah and I think that's one of the things if you do do this um creating that morning and evening routine even if they're as simple as grounding and protection and maybe having a little chat with your guides if you feel called to do that that keeps you in just a little bit of something and then it builds from there. Like my journey into spirituality took like I started listening to psychic podcasts like in 20 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. So and I didn't start taking classes until later than that. So yeah. this was like a year and a half process and then another year and a half process. So just like give yourself some grace in and just know that it will all roll as it as it needs to roll so yeah Yeah. it's also an emotional process and I would say like I don't know keep yourself safe during it however you need to because emotions will come up when you're letting yourself exist and you're not avoiding emotions by just going on technology all day or whatever else you do to avoid your emotions so like be ready for a little bit of extra emotion and don't be afraid of it because emotions are just telling you something and they're telling you what you need to know Mm. Ooh, love that. Love that advice. Yeah. So, so good. Well, Olivia, thank you so much for coming on the pod and like walking us through your 22 days. I think this will be super helpful for people to hear, you know, somebody who's at the very beginning of their journey do the 22 days. So I hope everybody got some really good 
good tips and, and thoughts out of this. Of course. Sponsored by Fabletics. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to open your door. Is that what you said? Don't be end? afraid oh, to open your door. Don't be afraid to open your door. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Opening the Door Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.